My name is Melanie Borden, and welcome to the Make the Connection with Melanie Borden podcast. Today on Make the Connection with Melanie Borden, we're talking all about the power of reviews and referrals with Bill Reedy, CEO of Thumbs Up, a company designed around businesses gaining more referrals and increasing their digital footprint. Have you ever wondered how to motivate your team to gain recommendations from their clients and how to maximize your online exposure? Listen in today to my guest, Bill Reedy, and his insights on how to get this going for your team. Bill is going to break down how to increase reviews, reviews versus endorsements, where the opportunities lie for business owners, best practices, and how to do this profitably. He offers up some incredible action items and some great advice for you to start using to apply to your business today. Bill has over 30 years of sales leadership and executive management experience, successfully developing and growing businesses across multiple verticals and industries. His passion is coaching and takes great pride in developing both people and organizations for long-term success. He strongly believes the job of a great leader is to use every encounter as an opportunity to evaluate, coach, and build the self-confidence of their team. He has a strong commitment to ensuring that people understand and commit to the personal and professional goals while creating habits and skills that guide them to success. Bill has been married for 30 years to his lovely wife, Paula, and they have raised three kids to nearly adulthood, Avery, Keaton, and Arden. Bill, it's great to see you and talk to you. You too, Melanie. Good to see you too. I I love that ending, right? Almost to adulthood. I think we're almost all like this close to adulthood. (laughs) And I have to say, I love your family also. Thank you. Thank you. You did a good job there, Bill. I appreciate it. A lot of hard work, but it was worth every bit of it. So for those who are listening, Bill and I have known each other for a little while. We actually worked together at one point at a tech company when Bill was the chief revenue officer. And every time I talk to Bill, I always learn something and he's so insightful and he's a mentor to me and I know to many others. And I'm just so excited to talk to him today because he's going to leave the listeners with so many golden nuggets and I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, likewise as well. I didn't know the first thing about how to present myself and build my brand on social media until you and I got to know each other and you've done a lot to help me there, which I truly appreciate. Thank you for that. Thanks, Bill. So let's talk about where you've been and where you are and give the listeners some insight into who Bill Reedy is. I think most of the folks that are listening to this, if they spend any time in the automotive space, that's kind of where my roots are. You know, I spent the first half of my career tripped into the car business like everybody else in the world. And I learned very quickly, if you were smart and you were willing to work hard, you could rise pretty fast. So I ascended into some great positions with some great companies. And that was until my late 30s, early 40s. And like anybody else, I interview people all the time that came from retail and I'll ask them why they're leaving. If they have any other answer other than the hours, I don't believe them. Right. So um, I had the opportunity to pilot a product called V Auto when I was with Penske and I just fell in love with it and took a flyer and went to work for them as a sales guy. And that turned into probably the best professional journey of my career. I spent about five, almost six years with them. Uh, We got acquired by Auto Trader and Cox and I spent some time with them as well. But that's where I learned the kind of the software world. But I also learned how to be a vendor in the auto space. About three years ago, I ventured out on my own after working with a number of startups to closure. 
uh, and opened my own sales training and development company. And, uh, and still do that and really love it. But I uncovered what I thought was a pretty specific problem in the market for sales teams. And that was generating more referrals and finding a way to really get your review capture rate up with benefit. And, and it was difficult. So about 18 months ago, almost two years ago, we started a product called Thumbs Up, which is designed specifically around helping businesses drive a lot more referrals and really increase the review capture rate. And I've learned a ton in the journey. So that's where we are today. I'm training and coaching people and trying to find better ways to generate really great reviews for businesses and also really accelerate the referrals uh, to grow their business because those are the best leads, let's be honest, right? when you get somebody referred to you. That's true. But why is it so dang hard for salespeople to generate reviews? Because I feel like that's always a pain point with every business, regardless of what vertical they're in, is just the generating reviews. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I don't think that reviews are specific or endemic to one business. Some rely more on, on reviews than others, but we all as business owners rely on reviews for the obvious reason, right? There's that third party validation piece that people need as they're doing their research. We all do it. We go on the Amazon, we find something, then we click on let me see the reviews first before we make that decision. And the other part is, is it really that activity is integral into kind of your SEO ecosystem. You need that activity. I think the simple answer that I found is it's not that people don't want to give you reviews. They actually do, right? I mean, I've asked more people that I can count for reviews and by definition, about 90, 95% of them say sure, right? Mm -hmm. But that secondary piece of following through with it, I mean, as soon as that's not top of mind anymore, and then you have to turn around and actually do something actionable, go onto that particular review site, write it out. I always say as a sales leader, time kills all deals. This is no different. So if you ask hundred people, the statistics say less than 10 are actually going to give you a review. And that's pretty standard. And so reviews like referrals, you have to be very diligent in your process to have the opportunity to raise that number from eight, nine, 10% to 12, 15, 18, 20%. And that's a heavy lift. So I don't think it's the player. I think it's the game. <laughs> Isn't that a song? <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. I don't think it's the player. I think it's the game. But there are ways to, I think businesses are uncovering more kind of unique and interesting ways for the customer to participate in a review and not necessarily put all of the responsibility or onus on them, right? And some of that is in software and some of that is a process and some of that is just how the market operates today. That's such a great point. And I feel that there's so many business owners and leaders that are in different businesses that have a hard time with connecting the dots as to what's in it for their business in terms of how will it make the business more profitable by having those referrals and reviews. Would that be accurate? Yeah. I mean, look, reviews in and of itself, they're set in stone. Like that is something you have to do. I think where the opportunity lies is in some of the dysfunctional problem that is reviews today. People are less interested in third-party agnostic reviews, right? And I think that there's a question out there with a lot of consumers that are they even real? So I'm shifting my focus, my clients, and also thumbs up on going from reviews to reviews slash endorsements, right? Because the best review that I can give to a business is a personalized review to my friends and family. 
right? Mm -hmm. Where I shout it from the rooftops. Absolutely. That means more when it comes from me to somebody I know. They know me, they trust me, mm -hmm. they understand me. They're probably a lot like me because we're friends, right? So, you know, I think the key to the review world moving forward is how do I find a way to insert my client, right? How do I get my client to give me that great shout out and make it personal as, as much as they can to their friends and family? I listened to this podcast called How I Built It. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's on NPR. No, but I need to write that down. It is the coolest podcast. They basically take businesses like Calendy and Stripe and these businesses that basically just grabbed an idea and said, we can do something. And they're from the, the ground floor. Well, one of the ones I listened to was Yelp. Interesting. And yeah, it was really interesting. So it was they started Yelp in 2004. And the original idea with Yelp was to create a community where you invited your friends to essentially add reviews, right? It was your go-to network. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about a restaurant. I'm thinking about where I should get my hair cut. I'm thinking about buying a car. I'm thinking about selling my house. I want to go to my social circle and I want to get their opinion. And it didn't work, really? right? It didn't work. What they did, the ironic part about it is they built within the software just the ability to leave an agnostic review. So it wasn't a community. It was just sort of like, I'm a person, first name, no last name, and I'm going to tell a story at the last restaurant I went to. And that's what took the moonshot. The reason it didn't work in 2004 is because the size of these social media connection pods just weren't big enough. Facebook was coming. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no Instagram, right? So it was very hard to build a social media community organically. But over time, the size of these social media pods now, I mean, we all have. If I say I have 500 connections on Facebook, people are like, whatever. <laughs> I know people with 14,000, 22,000, right. <laughs> 50,000 connections. It's so sad that our world now measures the relevance of someone or their business based on how many followers or friends that they have. <laughs> right. We're on the quest if we're social media oriented. And business certainly have to be social media right. oriented today. But that's changed. Right. So the opportunity to bring us back to that community where I know you, I trust you, you're part of my circle and I believe in your review. There's no questioning of it. There's no gaming of it because sharing with people I know and people that know me and people that I trust and people that trust me or they wouldn't be connected to me in the first place. Right. So I think that's the opportunity today is how do I find a way as a business to become part of that customer's community? Because that's viral. I mean, that's every time you add a new review from a personalized review slash endorsement or review slash shout out to a group of people. Well, guess what? Over time, all of those people are connected. This probably dates you a little bit. Do you remember the Breck commercial? It was a... No, I don't. It was a, it was a shampoo commercial. And essentially, it was these very attractive people with this long hair. And they say, I use this shampoo. And then I told two people and they to two people and they told two people and so on and so on and so on. <laughs> The original well, influencer. That's exactly right. <laughs> I think that's what it is today, right? If your customer can become your reviewer slash endorser, you can basically find a way to successfully put that into their sphere of influence. That's powerful. That's incredibly powerful. When you put it in that way, it's very clear why everything is the way that it is and the evolution over time. Yeah, I think today, right, that approach, because it certainly is going to yield referrals, right? right. That's going to happen. If I bought a car, or I bought a new home, and I went and I told every one of my friends about it, I told them all, I took the time to do that, that business would get more business from it. But I think there's a bigger picture here for all of us to understand, and that that's the market is gravitating and it has. It's just whether businesses are willing to catch up. 
it's gravitating to storytelling mm -hmm. and not selling. The selling comes later. Mm -hmm. The information gathering and the, the comparisons and all of that stuff that every consumer does today comes later. But they want to start with a point of trust and interest and commonality where that's the storytelling piece. So if you can successfully, whether it's a review or something that gives them the sense of your friend bought from us or your sphere of influence likes us, you get to get that feeling like these people are kind of cool. I like them. Yeah. Right now, it gives them that first level of permission to, well, let me investigate more. If I'm in the market, let me investigate more. And then all of that good work that we do on our websites and the stories that we tell, that becomes much more relevant than buy. Right. Yeah. Because nobody, nobody's going straight to buy today. I'm going to buy a pair of socks. Buy. Right. But I want a story. One of my favorite companies is Bombas. Have you ever heard Bombas socks? No. Tell us about it. Okay. <laughs> Bombas socks. First off, they're the most comfortable socks on the planet. I'm just telling you, if you want comfortable socks, buy Bombas socks. They're probably going to love the fact that we're on a podcast talking about Bombas socks. But what we're going to get some Bombas socks shipped to us, I think. I, we might. But what I love about them is that their socks are more than their socks. It's a story, right? They donate socks for every pair that you buy. They donate a pair right to the homeless or whatever the case may be. And they make these really super high quality socks. Well, I got interested in Bombas because I was just sort of like, that's a cool company. Right. Those are cool people. And their socks are not cheap. These aren't going down and buying six socks for $9.99. You're going to pay money for these socks. But the story and their kind of who they are and the uniqueness of them, then that got me interested. And then I was like, wow, these are really interesting socks. And I bought a pair and now I wear Bomba socks, right? <laughs> And that to me, that says everything. It's like, wow, they started with, no, don't buy real comfortable socks because they are. They started with, we're unique. We're different. Your friends like us. Give us a try. I think that's the market today. And the key for businesses is to find a really seamless kind of elegant way to make that their customers help their customers tell that story on their behalf, right? Or help their marketing tell that story on their behalf. What's so interesting about what you just said is... I've been talking to a lot of social media influencers lately, and there's been one commonality, not just one, there's several commonalities, but there's one strong theme that a lot of them have to say, and that goes across all the different platforms, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or LinkedIn, no matter the platform, they all say that in the beginning, when they first created their brands, they were starting with just building value and telling the story of who they were and what their values were and what they were about. And they were not selling a thing. And that transfers to businesses. It's not just individuals or what we're calling influencers. It's anyone. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. And when I started down this journey of looking into Thumbs Up, because I was really looking for a better more efficient way to improve review capture rates for my client and improve referral close business for my client. And you can do that by process. You can, I mean, you can be very diligent. I mean, the simplest thing with referrals is if you don't ask for one, you're probably not going to get one. Right. So you start there. But what I started to uncover was the shift in change in how people think about making the purchase. And one of the real key statistics is north of 70% of consumers today rely on connections to make purchasing decisions. Wow. So we're, we're getting ready to make a purchase, especially if it's a major purchase. And for some people, if I've had the same hairstylist for 15 years and I move and I need a new hairstylist, I'm not just going to go down to the hair cuttery. Sorry, it's not going to happen. 
right? Tell me about it. I need the somebody to specialist. Say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're safe here. They're not going to mess right. it up, right? <laughs> and that makes sense to me. And so if I can rely on the guidance or the opinion or the direction of my friends, especially in a local market, that's going to open things up for me to help me make those decisions and make them with a level of comfortability and engage. And so that piece of it combined with what you taught me about humanizing yourself and making sure that people understood you before they wanted to buy your product or service or engage with you on a professional level, right? Mm -hmm. But that statistic, I think, tells everything we need to know that these reviews, if you can make them reviews, endorsements, and make them about your customer, not about you. Right. I had a content. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's really good content. Yeah. Bill, do you have a couple of key gems that you could share with the audience that perhaps could be best practices that some of your clients have used or that you have seen with businesses invigorating their team to get the referrals and reviews? Yeah, I mean, the hard thing about all of this, especially with salespeople. Let's talk about salespeople specifically, right? Because I am a salesperson and I've led sales teams my entire life. And we're a unique breed. We (laughs) very rarely do anything because somebody tells us to do it. We will for a period of time. We will. But if we don't see the benefit or the reward of it, then we'll stop doing it. Here's what I've found. There's salespeople out there that understand this dynamic. They're the ones that at the end of a sale, they're asking their customer to give them a shout out on social media, their social media, right? Their, their Facebook, their Instagram, their TikTok, their Twitter, their LinkedIn. But they're also doing the work to make sure that that's easy. So I so say on Facebook, you friend them, you tag them. So they're finding ways to do this. And mm-hmm. it's not instant gratification, but it happens pretty quickly they start to see the benefit of it. They do. So I think with organizations, A, make it easy for them, help them, because there's technology out there that can help them in that process. But shape up what the end, kind of the end in mind. And when they see it, they'll keep doing it. You taught me this, right? We had a conversation. You said there's always a handful of salespeople at an automobile dealership that do this. And it starts with one, and then there's two, and then there's four. And it's the Pied Piper effect, because as soon as they see the benefit, then they're going to follow whatever the process is. You shape the end in mind of what that result would be if they do it correctly. I think that you're going to get a lot more traction with regards to your organization. And if you don't, you're going to have implement, train, fail, which is pretty typical. Yeah, that's definitely accurate, (laughs) I would say. Oh, I've implemented, trained, and failed many times. And I'm like, why did we do that? Well, (laughs) it's always... The individuals that I see that are out there who are actively having conversations with their customers and they're keeping in touch with those customers over time. And then those are the salespeople or if they're in business development, whatever the role is that someone, especially if it's B2C, where someone is coming in and saying, I'd like to speak to this person because I saw this review about this person. That's correct. That's correct. And I think business owners to a degree, need to understand that, right? That, you know, your salesperson is a really strong asset to kind of drive that humanization, right? Because look, and I've been in the car business since I was 22 years old in some way, shape or form. And it's still the scariest place for people to engage. Oh yeah. But if they know somebody and they like them and they, you know, they're sort of like, I think they're cool, right? And my friend said they're cool, then make that the entry point. Mm-hmm. I mean, your dealership's important or your business is important and the value that you bring and who you are in the community and the fact, but your salesperson is that first point of engagement where if you start to develop some of that inherent trust 
that social media can build for you, that's a really beautiful pathway. And that leads to what ultimately want, which is repeat and referral business. If every business could build from the ground floor of repeat and referral business, if that's the style of their business, they're going to be wildly profitable, wildly profitable because repeat and referral business is the most profitable business. Nobody is going to ever debunk that theory that I know of. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Bill, this has been awesome. If someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach you? You know, they can certainly visit the Thumbs Up website. It's www.getathumbsup.com. And they can reach me at bill at getathumbsup.com. Check me out on LinkedIn. I was taught by somebody to be very diligent in my LinkedIn presence and make sure that I know Mm. when people hit me up to respond. (laughs) It is a communication channel. So I, I learned from somebody I know and like very much. Don't check your LinkedIn once a month. Check it on a daily basis. That's right. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you. Enjoy talking with you. Thank you so much for listening today to Make the Connection with Melanie Borden. If you felt that this episode helped you and or your business, please go ahead and write me a review so I can continue to bring you the best content possible. By the way, if we are not connected yet on LinkedIn, let's connect. You can find me at www.linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Melanie Borden.